going on? Happy Tuesday. It's the Pete Callender Show. I'm the Pete of the show. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. The email is Pete at the Pete Callender Show. Um, but hold your calls because uh, I want to welcome to the program uh, a fellow named Brian Eshevaria. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I'm not sure. And you may have seen a video of him. Uh, it went viral. I'm biracial. I'm bilingual. I'm multicultural. The fact is, in America, in North Carolina, I can do anything I want, and I teach that to my children. And the person who tells my little pecan color kids that they're somehow oppressed based on the color of their skin would be absolutely wrong and absolutely at war with me. And I think that's the same for every parent. What the mask showed us is that the parents, the most powerful group of people in our country, that they're taking back the wheel. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Pete. How are you? I'm doing well. Did I even come close on pronouncing your last name correctly? You were actually pretty close. Okay. Echeveria. Echeveria. Okay. Um, sure. and, and so you're in Cabarrus County, is that correct? Because you were at the Cabarrus County School Board uh, meeting when you made those comments. I'm right here in Cabarrus County. I live in Harrisburg, North Carolina. So why did you go down there to that school board meeting? Because uh, I, well, I, I do want to ask you about your run, because you are running for a state house seat, right? Um, and yes, so, yeah, why go to the school board meeting? I went to a couple of school board meetings, and at this one, you know, what happens with things like the mask mandates is everything else kind of gets lost in the wash. Mm. And what ends up occurring is we look up, we forget about these important things or things that were once important to us, and then they pop right back up on us, and we're not going to let that happen. I mean, we don't have time to experiment on children. So, and, that's, and that's where we stand. Yeah, so what, uh, was there something in particular about that meeting that prompted, or were they debating masks or something? Was there a mask policy that they were getting ready to lift or change or something like that? Or uh, was it CRT-related? The they, were, they were finishing up the mask mandates and... and uh, and, you know, uh, a great group of parents, one of them named Kenny, Kenny Wharton, he went down there and he worked with the board on these mask issues for a while. And so as this comes to an end, obviously you have uh, the midterms coming up. So now the science is showing that the mask can be lifted. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. It's so, purely coincidental, I'm sure. It's, it's just a big coincidence. And so we go up and I'm the 25th speaker and I'm there as a parent and I'm just, hey, you know what, let's, let's get back to the issues that are important to us since the big mask distraction is over. Right. So uh, you decided you want to run for elected office. Is this your first run for any public office? This is my first run for any public office. Um, I actually decided, we announced in January, mm -hmm. on January 4th, and we decided just a few weeks before that that this is something that was important for me to do. And CRT was one of the reasons, because there's this idea that only white people are against CRT. But I know a slew of minorities who understand exactly what this is and how vicious it is and how, and how unempowering it is for our children to somehow believe that they're less than based on what has already happened. Yeah, explain that. Why do you think that that's the message that they're trying to promote to your kids? Well, if you consider like this, I mean, all of our families, okay? You know, my grandparents, they aren't perfect people. Your grandparents aren't perfect people. How many times are we going to rehearse that great-grandpa was a drunkard? How many times do we have to talk about that before we say, but he loves us and we're moving forward in life and our family is great? And that's basically what they're doing. They're saying, hey, 
America doesn't have these opportunities because look what America has done. Look at the ills that America has committed. And I'm not claiming that America has a perfect history. Mm-hmm. Wherever you find humans, you find imperfection. But I am claiming that America is the greatest place on earth if you're a minority. And that the upward mobility here for anyone is now on equal footing. The opportunity gap has closed. And we're in the first, we're, we're, we're literally in the first generation in any nation on earth where everyone has the same opportunity. Well, and I find it to be somewhat disempowering to tell people that uh, the reason why you cannot be successful is somebody else. And I'm not going to tell you who that person is. You're just going to have to figure out who they are, I guess, right? It's just somebody yeah, yeah. out there. And so it, it, it kind of bakes right into the cake. Um, an attitude that, uh, I'm being held back by somebody and I can't, I can't do anything about that. I'm relying on somebody else essentially to come save me. It's not an empowering message. No, it's not. And I've never met a parent, white, black, it doesn't matter who doesn't believe that their young child is amazing and want to see their potential maximized and believe that they have a brighter future and are going to have better opportunities than they themselves have had. Now, you have not mentioned your website, which if you have a campaign manager, they're going to yell at you about because we've talked, I know. Right? you're supposed to try to work that in uh, I, I, as, as you, often you as know, possible. I forget that kind of stuff because I'm just passionate on the issue. But my website, thank you, Pete, is BrianEcheveria.com. BrianEcheveria.com. And, and anyone who's listening, you know, we need your support. I've been attacked, uh, and, and that's fine, but we need volunteers. We need donations. We need like-minded people to spread this message that our children are able and America is the best place for them to flourish. So this is District 73. Is it still District 73? I haven't checked. Is, or has that changed uh, within the last 24 hours? Yeah. As of now, it's the new 73. Okay. The new 73, which is here in Cabarrus County. So let's go over some of uh, some of your stances. Let's look at, uh, for example, the uh, uh, tax level in North Carolina. You are a Republican running as a Republican. And so uh, I assume you're cool with what the GOP has been able to do on tax reform. Um, I'm grateful, but I don't know if I say I'm cool. I think that that. Well, as a financial advisor, what I understand is if you extract 10 percent, 11 percent of my income on state and local taxes, which is about the, uh, the amount of someone's income that if they make 100 to 150,000 as a household, they're losing 11% of their income to state and local taxes. That's including property taxes, gas taxes, everything else. And I understand that impact literally prevents a lot of families from paying for their child's education, their daughter's wedding, or, or planning properly for retirement. So I think we need to get taxes as low as possible we have to we have to run a government, but taxes need to be as low as possible so that families can flourish. What's a are so are you are you talking about like elimination of state income taxes? I would like to eliminate the state income tax, and there are there are literally uh, depending on how you look at it, nine or eleven states. Not all of them have a massive tourism industry, and not all of them have natural resources like oil. And they've still been able to eliminate the state income tax. And I think we need to have a plan to get that done in North Carolina. Uh, Second Amendment stuff. What of, uh, what of the, uh, the current system of concealed carry permitting and uh, pistol purchase permitting? Where, uh, what's your take on that? Um, I myself am a concealed carry permit holder. I'm, I, I'm carrying right now. I used to teach the class in North Carolina for people to get their concealed carry permit. I think that 
Number one, you, if you can buy a gun, you shouldn't need a permit to carry it. <laughs> so if you can legally own one, you should be able to legally carry one. So I believe in constitutional carry. Okay, we should we should be able to walk around with the guns that we have legally purchased. I don't believe that there should be obstacles erected by the government for people to exercise their Second Amendment rights. Gotcha. Uh, Brian Echeverria dot com. That's the website. E C H E V A R R I A. Uh, Brian Echevaria dot com or Echeverria. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, appreciate you making some time for us. And uh, good job on the speech. Uh, it's kind of weird, I guess, probably seeing yourself on video all over the place. And it now, was. yeah, me, media people <laughs> now. So, how, uh, who have you uh, who have you done interviews with at like a media national level? Anybody at this point? Uh, I'm super grateful, man. I've had the opportunity to be on the uh, uh, on with Laura Ingram, yeah, with Harris Faulkner, yeah, Vudo. And I'll actually be with Megan Kelly tomorrow. Oh, great. Well, good for yeah. you. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching the speech. Thanks so much. Best of luck on the campaign trail. We'll have you back. Great, Pete. We're taking back the wheel. Talk to you later. All right. Take uh, take it easy, sir. That's Brian Echevarria running for the, uh, what is right now called the new 73 House District <laughs> General Assembly. If you believe in CRT, I want to tell you you're a liar because that means you look at your black neighbor and say that they're oppressed and you look at your white neighbor and say that they're evil regardless of the experience that you've had with them. And we're not going to do that. The parents in the United States of America right here in North Carolina and Cabarrus County, we know that's not true because we believe the lives we live. All right, so that's Brian Echevarria. Echevarria, sorry, Echevarria. Um, He's running for uh, North Carolina... House District 73 up in Cabarrus County gave a speech at the Cabarrus County School Board meeting the other night, and uh, it went viral. Uh, This is the story from the Daily Caller website, dailycaller.com. Critical race theory holds that America is fundamentally racist, yet it teaches people to view every social interaction and person in terms of race. Its adherents pursue anti-racism through the end of merit, objective truth, and the adoption of race-based policies um is this the year of the angry parent yahoo news asks this question piece by john ward who says the republican party certainly hopes so republicans want them you might say they're pouncing they're seizing on the issue because that's what republicans do by the way it's all part of the grand operation seizy pounce they roll it out literally for everything republicans do yeah, they, I mean, that, if I am to believe the media accounts, they're always pouncing and or seizing upon things. It's what they do. They're Republicans. Democrats do not. Democrats react. Democrats say. Democrats respond. But they don't pounce. And they darn sure do not seize. So Republicans want the midterm elections this fall to be the year of the angry parent. And they believe they can channel that frustration against Democrats and use it to retake control of Congress. Their hopes rest on a very specific kind of parent, those in the suburbs who are upset with pandemic mitigation efforts that Democrats have championed, in particular, masking requirements for young students. Suburbanites, now this is why I'm I'm talking about this piece right after talking with Brian Echeverria, because he makes the point that the masking policies and a lot of the COVID stuff, it distracted from the other things that were going on in K-12 education. Now, and that is true. Um, There's another angle on this, though, which is that you had parents 
who were unaware of what their kids were learning in school until they got to see it firsthand on the Zoom calls. When when they're watching their kid attend virtual class and they're seeing this stuff, that's where the pushback comes. Now, there are a number of other angles here, too. For example, the suburban voters were never Democrats' voters to begin with. Right? These were the... Uh, they were called soccer moms at one point, and it's not just females, uh, obviously. I mean, yes, that is a cohort when you're looking at, you know, demographics. But uh, they, soccer moms, they were called security moms after 9-11, right? But these are suburban parents. And by the way, suburban parents, uh, they come in all different races. I don't know who needs to hear that. No, Democrats. They come in all different races. Yeah, I look, I live in suburbs. I have lived in suburbs. I've owned homes. I'm now I own another home. Every home I have ever owned, I have had as my neighbors, people of every different race. I had white folks live across the street to the right side. I had a Hispanic family live across the street to the left side. I had a black family on uh, my direct left side. And I had a white country, like very country family live on my Right side. So, like, we, that was it. Like, that was our neighborhood. And every one of those neighbors, we all helped each other out no matter what we needed. Like, Eric and Sean were the car guys. Reggie and I helped do a fence together. And, yeah, I mean, it, it roofing. We gave away a bunch of furniture when we moved. We gave it to everybody, all the neighbors, because we weren't going to pay to store that stuff for years. So, that's what neighbors do. Those are suburban parents, suburban people, suburban neighbors. They didn't belong to the Democratic Party simply because the color of their skin or something. They voted Democrat, and I know this is going to probably hack off some uh, Trump voters, but they wanted off the Trump train. They just they wanted it to stop. And so they they bought the lie about Joe Biden. They did. They they bought into the lie that Joe Biden was going to return us to normalcy and He's an empathetic guy during these COVID times. Look, it was a lie, but they bought it. What does that mean? It means that they were not Democrat voters. They were anti-Trump voters. Does that make sense? Which means they are in play right now. And Biden has done everything possible to convince them to get off the Biden train now. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. A reminder, the 100th anniversary celebration for WBT scheduled for Saturday, April 9th, 7.30 p.m. It's at Halton Theater at CPCC. Join all of us at WBT and the largest group of WBT alumni ever gathered together for one event. John Hancock, H.A. Thompson, James K. Flynn, Jim Barrel. I mean, tons of everyone. It's like everyone, yeah, almost everyone's going to be there. I mean, if I'm going to be there. Then you know, like everyone else, it takes a lot to get me to leave, you know, the confines of my house. As we on, although I'm just, look, all I'm saying is that when the government said, hey, everyone stay home, I was like, I'm your man. I can do that. As we honor 100 years of WBT history and induct three new members into the WBT Hall of Fame, those being John Stokes, Jim Zoki, and Bob Lacey. Uh, so come on uh, down to the Holton Theater, Saturday, April 9th. You can get the tickets and all the details at WBT.com. Um, so is this the year of the angry parent? This is a piece by John Ward at Yahoo News. And 
He talks about how uh, suburbanites helped Republicans win back the Virginia governorship last fall. Suburbanites are also the voting bloc that made the big difference in President Biden's win over former President Donald Trump in 2020. During the Trump era, many suburban counties moved firmly into the Democratic camp. Now, Republicans hope that they're drifting back to the GOP. This is why I say they were never Democratic voters to begin with. And when I mean, like, they weren't like full on, yeah, I'm a Democrat. They were they were just tired of Donald Trump. And there's a Republican consultant quoted in this piece, Liesl Hickey. And uh, she says that uh, suburban voters have always been sort of center right. The last couple of cycles, they were voting on personality. When they voted on policy, they vote center right. And in some ways, Ward says that it's pretty odd that parents are still angry about COVID restrictions, he says, because school closures are a thing of the past almost everywhere. Yeah, but the damage was done. That's the thing. Parents saw the damage that was done. Vaccine mandates and mask mandates on their way out. Yeah, but the damage is done. And there's no telling if they're coming back. Here's the thing. When you lose credibility and trust because of your actions on the mask mandates and the shutdowns and placating the teachers unions and stuff, we all saw what you did. No, we don't trust you if there's another resurgence of a variant, right? I don't trust the Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board. They're going to be voting tonight on their mask mandate. And I guess now that everyone's okay with taking off the masks, even though we didn't hit the goals that they set for us, I guess now it's all going to be okay. The political science and data indicate that we are now allowed to, by the way, for folks who wonder why I sing that, it's because it's a mantra. It's, it's from, it is, it's like, it's a church. It's a, it's a cult. It's a religion. So you gotta, you gotta chant it like that. And just simply saying the words absolves you of having to make an argument based on the actual science and data. It's been that way throughout the pandemic. And if you just, if you just, you know, offer up the, the incantation, then everyone bows before you and agrees to go along with it. It's just, it, it's, it, it, it like harmonizes all. That's why I sing it. And I've been doing it for almost two years. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. Republicans say, oh, so by the way, so back to the board's piece here, he's like, oh, I don't know why everyone's like really all up in arms about this. I mean, there's no more mandates and schools are, are, are back open as if like we should just ignore all of that. And we should not. In fact, he says, most Republican-leaning areas got rid of mask mandates long ago, if they ever even had them. But Republicans say parents are still upset and want to punish Democrats and their allies in the teachers' unions. The GOP is also looking to stoke that anger, portraying the Democrats as hypocrites who go unmasked, while insisting that young children, who were always at low risk of serious COVID complications, stay masked up in schools. Yeah, because it's the Republicans who are trying to portray Democrats as hypocrites for doing that very thing. See, if not for the Republicans, we would not know that the Democrats are behaving like hypocrites on this. This is another, it's a twist. They don't, he doesn't say the words, but it's a twist on the pouncing and the seizing. And it goes to one of the fundamental rules of all good journalisming, which is not journalism. Journalisming is different. It's what journalists do in order to craft and then allow to calcify a narrative that aids a political perspective, the Democrats. Journalism, for example, when the scandal, and I have a scandal here, by the way, 
involving Democrats and their map drawing. We're going to talk to a couple of guests. we got the Speaker of the House coming on later, but also the Chairman of the Republican Party of the state coming on to talk about this because it's a pretty big deal. And you know it's a pretty big deal for a number of reasons. Um, that the And I mentioned this yesterday when it first broke, was the two of the people that were uh, going to help the court draw the maps in the redistricting fight were in communications with the uh, plaintiffs in the case. And they're not supposed to be. Not supposed to be. So, pretty big scandal. But when the scandal is about a Democrat, the story is the Republican reaction to the scandal. When the scandal is about a Republican, then you just do the, st- the story is the scandal. You just focus on this bad Republican behaving badly, doing bad things, corruption. Ooh, Republicans bad, right? That's how you cover that story. But journalisming requires you take a different course if the scandal involves a Democrat, in which case then Operation CZ Pounce goes into effect and Republicans seize on something or they pounce on something, right? They they take that scandal involving the poor old Democrat and the media frames it as look at the way the Republicans are reacting. And that's what this is. It's not that Democrats were, in fact, hypocrites. It's that Republicans are portraying them as such, don't you see? That's journalism. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, let's take some phone calls. We got Dave on the line first. Hello, Dave. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm doing well. I'm excited about the upcoming next week and a half or so when uh, we're going to have our own little trucker convoy. And I say little, I'm being facetious. Uh, there's people coming all the way across the United States from California um, and points all across the nation that are going to be converging on D.C. Uh, March the 7th is going to be a really good day. March the 6th may be a good day as well. Um, but there's folks that have, that have had it, and uh, they're about to uh, express their displeasure, and they're going to do so in a peaceful way. I fully anticipate that there will be uh, instigators that that try to try to uh, control the narrative. Uh, these folks have been uh, been pledged to a peaceful situation. Um, there will also be um, uh, motorcycles that will help with the uh, monitoring of that on these convoys. They'll have them uh, strategically placed so that they can identify if issues are going to come up or if issues come up from the from the backside. Um, these folks know what they're doing, and uh, they're good people. They're patriotic Americans. We need to support them. Uh, they invite people that want to engage with things uh, to either uh, be on overpasses throughout the route. They invite people to, to drive along with them for a period of time. If they do that, they need to stay behind the convoy, please, behind the convoy. Um, and I'm hoping that many, many people will turn out in support of this effort. I'm hoping that they may, there may be some places where they may, uh, provide, uh, some, some, uh, nourishment for these, uh, these participants. But, uh, but I think I'm hopeful this will be a time for conservatives across America to unite and express their, uh, displeasure with the way that, uh, the government's being run right now, especially now I don't have any problem. When I, where I've got problems is when somebody tells me that I've got to have something injected into my body in order to stay employed or in order to get on an airplane or in order to get on a cruise ship. And Mr. Biden can stick it up his backside in terms of his opinions about being patient and how he's been so patient and trying to demonize those of us 
who don't want to take the jab. So uh, to be clear, the convoy is in opposition to the vaccine mandates, correct? That's correct. It's, just, it's, a, it's a follow-up to what they, what yeah. our brothers and sisters have been doing up in Canada yeah. in terms of just you know trying to protect their livelihoods and trying to take back America from the tyranny that we've experienced over these last couple of years. Right. Well, the reason I'm asking is because the uh, you, it seems like it's more expansive in some of your comments than just vaccine mandates. I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, there's a fellow by the name of Kip Coltrane. Uh, Kip was on Diamond and Silk not too long ago. I've known Kip since the summer of 2016, the Great Floods in Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, that summer, and uh, something called the Cajun Army was yeah. formed at that time. And Kip's been involved with that since then. He's leading the I-10 convoy that will start out in Southern Cal- in, in Fresno, California, and go through his hometown of Sulphur, Louisiana, um, and then he'll pick it up from there, and he'll lead them on into D.C. Gotcha. Dave, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Take All care. Right. Yep, you too. Let me go over here to Joe. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Well, I just wanted to comment. I was listening to uh, Trudeau, and he was accusing people who were his opposition of being basically Nazis with mm-hmm. swastikas and all that good stuff. And I thought about the irony of it because he was the one using Gestapo tactics. Indeed. And he does, and, he, and there's a lot of people, especially all the people that are supposedly college-educated, who think that the Nazis are the right when actually they are the left. And, uh, in fact, well, I put that online, and I had one guy come back and says, I need to go back to school. I said, well, what does Nazi stand for? Isn't it National Socialism, maybe? Real, well, real socialism's never been tried, Joe. It's never been tried. No, I kid. You can't. What do you mean no. <laughs> it's never been tried? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's their argument. It's always their argument. But uh, so oh, okay. the best, there was um, a, a, the best way that I uh, think about uh, the left and right spectrums. And I understand that these are the labels that we use left and right nowadays. I, I get that left and, you know, you know, liberals and Democrats, progressives. And it's, it's not accurate, though. A better spectrum is... On one side, tyranny, and on the other side, anarchy. That's the continuum, right? right? That's the continuum. It's either total control or zero control. And the idea behind our founding is to be as close to the anarchy side as we can be without being anarchy, right? Like, you don't want to be all the way anarchy because then you end up with people who fill that vacuum. That's why you have the rule of law where everybody says, okay, these are the rules and this is the enforcement of the universal set of rules. And then that provides the security that we can all engage in commerce under, right? Like that's the idea. Uh, and so when people talk about left and right, I think in terms of left is tyranny, right is anarchy. That's how I, I mean, like that's my spectrum, how I look at it. That and, is the true spectrum. Yeah. In my opinion, that's the one I've figured out 40 years ago. But the thing is, the one thing you've got to realize is that to have getting close to where you have anarchy, you have to have the idea of self-control. Right. In other words, the founding fathers, one of them said anyway, he said either you know, the people will police themselves or we'll have to have a police state. Correct. And that, yeah, right. And, and that's, you know, the comments that founders made about uh, that this system we have set up is not going to be very useful for a population that doesn't believe in, you know, 
higher power and uh, you know well, more, and moral you know, truths. Our constitution is only for uh, a righteous people. Yeah, it is totally inadequate for any others. Well, and it goes and, to the point also. This was you know, they recognized that you would not be able to prevent everybody from doing bad things because we are fallen. You know, people will do bad things, and so you can't prevent that. So there was always an expectation that they'll get their rewards in in the afterlife, and that'll have to be sufficient. Um, and I mean, that's not to say you don't police stuff, and it's not to say you don't be on the lookout for it. But you cannot you cannot set up a system that polices everybody all the time because that is the tyranny side of that scale. So, uh, Joe, I appreciate the call. Good to hear from you. We got to do some news here in a bit. Uh, a reminder as well, we're going to be giving away some tickets later on in the program for the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Stay tuned for that. After the news, we're going to talk with the North Carolina Republican Party Chairman Michael Watley about uh, the latest scandal regarding the redistricting maps. Stay tuned. News is next. Next.